Let's do this, Paul. We are back for another Dynasty League football discussion. It's getting to be that time. This is is this the worst week of sports? I mean, is this the worst week of the year when it comes to sports, or does the home run derby and all star game do it for you for baseball? Uh, you are just making me aware that there is the home run derby and all star week for baseball. So I would say probably there's no more like big golf stuff, right? Like this is golf, the truth. Yeah, yeah. This is it then. So you're wait you're you're base you're in a baseball keeper league. That's not going well. You didn't even know it was all star break right now. I'm like in the I'm doing decent this year, but I like hit my it's on Yahoo where you can just hit like start active players. And so like just, my level like on Monday you hit that and that's all you do. And then I like check it the next day to see how they did. So I would have learned tomorrow morning. You know, this home run derby actually applies to you a little bit. Do you know why? Is it all like 90 stars sons? Like just no. like <laughs> cool, isn't it? But guess who's guess who has the lead right now for most home runs hit? Judge? Julio Rodriguez. You know who that name rings a bell and how that applies to you? No, I don't know who that is. Yes, you do. What, Paul? This is who the play for? Mariners. Super prospect. He's 21 years old, just came up. Okay. Time out. Do you remember? This was about four years ago. Oh, I is this what you told me to get? Yeah. Exactly. So no. your league, explain your, your – it's a keeper league, but you get one minor league spot, right? Yeah. So how does it work? Explain how that minor league system works. You you nailed it. You get That's one it? <laughs> your whole team? No, five guys. Well, we have con. It, it gets more convoluted. Derek would love it. Got you. <laughs> so anyway, I came to visit you. I don't know if it was before the Jacks game, like three or four years ago. If it was even before the that. Jacks Gopher game. Jacks Gopher game. What was that? Fall twenty twenty. Something like that. And so you're telling me about this league, and I say, hey, here's the who's your prospect right now? It was some guy who I was like, whatever. I was like, get this Julio Rodriguez. He's flying up the charts. You're like, done. I'm doing it right now. You picked him up that night. You're like, I got him. Yeah. He's in my minor league spot. He's available. I was He's like, awesome. here we now. So, well, first off, yes, but then, so this year, so anyway, so this year I text you when he, he gets called up right away. I'm like, he's a stud. I was like, how pumped are you? And you tell me you cut him going into, like you cut him last year because you were too yeah. impatient. Who'd you pick up instead? Sixto Sanchez. <laughs> you pick him up for Sixto Sanchez. Do you know how Julio's doing this year? Clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> he's like the first player since, I don't even, A-Rod, Griffey. He has like 16 bombs, 22 steals. He's absolutely, and he's 20. He's just killing it. And you have Sixto Sanchez instead. I don't know yeah. why you, you have, oh, I was you so the name Sixto. I still believe in him on name alone. Your name's Sixto. You're going to be great pitcher. You, I thought you cut him now for the, I told you the next guy to get. Now you have, I hope you can sell Volt because he's been killing it for the Yankees. No, I just got him. For I needed a pitcher. This league sucks. There's only two Irish parts. I could go all day. Who you I, have like, some guy got sent down for like being an alcoholic or something, but he's actually good. Uh, Eduardo Rodriguez. So I'm sitting on him because I might be able to use him later in the year. The guy like for the team. For Detroit? So can, yeah. Have you heard what's going on with him? Well, he's available, so it's not good. He's like a drunk or something. No, the Tigers, the recent report is the Tigers have been trying to call him. He won't answer his phone. He's just gone. They, they're like, we haven't heard from him for like a month. Baseball, Michael Thomas. Oh, is he in your minor league spot? Dude's like thirty. Because he goes by. I, I'm surprised no one's complaining about it. Like in Yahoo, all minor leaguers are NA, just because not it just stands for not on active roster. So he well, because he's left the team. I saw that with like a seventy million dollar contract, so I grabbed him. But we have both Otani's. We have Judge and Tatis all locked up, so we're good. I this is. Oh, my pitching. There's a lot of baseball fans in this league. They're gonna just. I. I they're gonna be. So 
shocked at what the hell you're doing with that team. Uh, I bet little Ruiz guy. That's pretty good though. Pittsburgh. Who? Their Ruiz, like the fastest dude in baseball. He just got called up for the Padres. Oh, Estuary Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. You said Pirates, I thought. Boy, he looked like he's wearing a Pirates hat. <laughs> All I, I don't watch anything. I just like, get into this app. God, if you would just listen. Most of this league is baseball guys? A lot of baseball guys in this league. Is which, that why no one checked their football trades all year? Exactly. Well, uh, it's a big baseball year, so you saying that you didn't even know that this was going on, that's going to make a lot of people cringe a little bit. But well, I have uh, Batter Otani locked into a contract at $7. So you go <laughs> There's by a pitcher Otani somewhere else in the league? No, I have him. You got to keep him together. It's like unethical, but okay. I had to be like 30 to keep him or to gotcha. sign him this year. Okay. All right, there's a good baseball talk. Uh, purpose of this podcast, we're going to go through, just kind of hit on uh, some of the rule ideas and maybe uh, hit each side, maybe why it'd be good, why it'd be bad, and then we'll uh, we'll vote on that this week. Um, one thing to do, though, before we even hit on the rules, I think now's the time to check your teams, and we got to get those teams. How do you describe it? They need to be official. They need to be legal, I'd say. So if you have guys on the IR – Move them to your active roster. If your active roster is too big, cut guys. If you have guys on your taxi squad that are not uh, going into their second year, so they were rookies last year, they can say there if they were rookies last year, but if they were in their second year last year, you got to get them to your active roster. So get that all cleaned up so we can see what the draft pool looks like. Correct? Yep. I don't think there's any offenders that I've seen, though. So I think Uh, there might be one or two. I'll check. Yep. I'll, I'll message you if you, if you are breaking it, but all right, let's hit on some of these rules and uh, kind of see the pros and cons uh, explain some of them. Uh, if if uh, there's any clarity that needs to be there and we'll, we'll go from there. First one, you, this first one's yours. Actually, you want to expand rosters by one. What's your reasoning behind that? Yeah. So I like to add a spot or a taxi spot for every year. So the theory being we're drafting five rounds every year our rosters are going to continue to improve, to expand. Um, the amount of guys that are going to continue to expand. Um, so it just allows you to stash guys more, especially when you're in a two QB league, like we are getting that extra roster spots big for that handcuffed quarterback. Gotcha. I mean, eventually those rosters become monster size. My, my devil's advocate take would just be that. Um, isn't our right to have to make tough decisions? Like, shoot, that's kind of one of the, the things about fantasy is like, oh, I, I don't get to keep everybody. I'm going to have to figure out, do I really believe in this guy or my opening? You know, I have to choose between, I don't know, Cole Beasley, you're gross, and Tommy Tremble, whatever it might be. Yeah. Uh, I think you could add six roster spots and you still are choosing between those two dudes. <laughs> could be true. <laughs> so, um, all right. So you just think adding one. I think we're, yeah. It, I agree with you. I think I've been in leagues where it's like 35 and it's too much because you can't do anything. But I think even if you just did like every other year, but we didn't do it last year. So I think just one more spot would be nice. Gotcha. Unless we, I know there was some chattered, like maybe we shift the rounds. And I think if you shift the rounds down the line, it's good. But especially with five rounds, like otherwise no one's going to keep anyone that they draft those last three rounds. So this one kind of goes hand in hand. We can say how's he has on there to lower just a four round rookie draft. Now this wouldn't take place till 2023. But you think this could serve a similar purpose then potentially in a way? I do. I would support both. What I like about this and the leagues that I've done it in is it's made that first free agent bidding really, really fun because there's that there's usually about five rounds with the guys that you want. So people will spend like $30 on what's his name? Like Snoop Anderson. There's like Jackson Jaguars have this undrafted like fifth round. Yeah, that people think is going to be good. 
And it's yep. just fun to, it's worth it just for the fun of that day of reckless fab spending. On rookies that are seven but yeah. you never know. Yeah. But like sometimes James Robinson's there. Yeah, very true. So that's the second rule change. You said you support that one as well. Yeah. Um, I did do a mock draft quick, and I will admit a lot of those fifth rounders are pretty tough. So, especially this year in kind of a thinner draft, it's brutal. Yeah. So, and we have 14 teams. So that one uh, might make sense as well. But again, that wouldn't take place this year. That would just be next year um, if that happened. Uh, next rule change we have on there changing this to an empire league. This might be one that needs a little explanation. Um, Paul, what is an empire league? Yeah. So an empire league is a form of dynasty. So it remains a dynasty league, but the key is that if the league champion wins two years in a row, the league ends And the way that you incentivize an empire league is usually you take about 20 to 30% of the dues that year and it gets put into a pot. And that pot grows until someone wins it twice. One thing that some leagues do, not all leagues do in an empire format, is whoever wins is not allowed to trade for players. So in our league last year, um, Alec won, right? So they they would not be able to trade for players. They could trade their players for picks. But the idea would be that the whole league is trying to pit. The whole league is kind of joining up to make sure that they don't win the league and get that pot. Good. Yeah. So an Empire League, exactly. Anytime there's a back to back champion, it basically now the league doesn't end. It doesn't how do you describe it? It doesn't yeah. end. But what happens is this is actually I think kind of fun. It, you you do now you do a you start over almost. It's the next exactly. year would then be a first a, a, a draft where everybody's just like we did two years ago when we started this thing. You have a whole brand new uh every player's in the player pool, you do another twenty five round draft and and so the people stay in the league. Um, but it kind of blows it up and says you're starting over now because you a back to back champ ha- happened. And so I think the the pros of this would be the one thing that can be dangerous about a dynasty is if there ever is a team that becomes too powerful potentially. Just hit, they hit on every pick. Tyrus was almost flirting with that last year, but he hasn't won. But got his team at one point. You were like, Jesus, it's really good. Um, yeah. So if if ever there was a, a and. and they get to keep everybody again. You're just like, well, this isn't fun. They're going to win every year. That makes it where, you know what? They won twice in a row. They won a ton of money, but now boom, we start over. We have a, we have a new, I don't know. And I, I love those drafts when it, you started yeah, over. Exactly. But the cons I would say, I don't know, probably would be teams that are trying to rebuild. Probably sucks. Like if you look at Page right now, right? He's really kind sucks, of blowing yeah. it up and he'd be like, well, geez, I just kept paying. And all of a sudden now we're starting over again. Um, yep. It does not incentivize rebuilding. Um, the other con, the other big con is when you're putting that much money into a side pot, winning the league is less substantial when you look at like percentage of over your league fee. Um, so, so you so only that, win that bit if you are a back-to-back champion. You still correct. win money for being a one-time champ. and correct, how it's, 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 a smaller, it's a much smaller pot. So it's really they're really tough to pull off financially unless you do like $100 league fee because otherwise it's just like you're playing. I mean, to be true though. That part of it, I don't think you even would have to do. Like, you could just do the payouts as normal, and you win the league twice in a row. It's like, shit, I won good money anyway. Like, it might not be. Yeah, a yeah, yeah. I've never done one. I've never done one like that, but I, I that's kind of intriguing. I think. I mean, the Empire League. The only reason it intrigues me is for to prevent super teams that happen. No, I think in football though, I think that's tougher to do because players' so, lifespans are so short, right? Yeah. Or and not lifespans in terms of yeah. death, like their careers. Like Tyre's team's rolling, but he also had like Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill, Kelsey. You can see the end in sight for some of those mm-hmm. players. Yeah. 
if this was like baseball or basketball, I mean, baseball, especially guys can play 15 years and just be mega star. You could, anyway. Yeah. So I, I think football in itself makes it tough to have a, a dominant team for five to eight years, but I kind of don't even mind the idea of, you know, there might be a chance where we do a whole draft all over again. And now that people kind of know how it works, it's fun to get new players and whatnot. So yeah. um, I don't think it's one that's like necessary for a league, but it's just kind of a fun uh, addition. It's, it's basically still a dynasty league with that um, element of, uh, yeah, you went back to back years. We kind of start over, kind of build yeah. it in there. So, all right, that'll be on the ballot. Another one kind of similar to this is, is, changing from a dynasty league to more of a kind of what who submitted (laughs) jorgensen submitted this so our baseball league like i said we have a lot of baseball uh league people in this league and our baseball league is going on 15 years and the the auction contract system does work really well there and so how this would work would be um rather than keeping your whole team every year uh it becomes an auction league so every player has a dollar value assigned to them um to start and then you can attach years to that kind of like what sounds like your baseball league is so like maybe i have antonio gibson for three years for twenty dollars each year out of my 260 dollars budget once the three years is up now he goes back into the free agent pool and then he's up for bid and anybody else can sign him if they want so the pros would be that you don't got have guys forever like you're gonna lose you're gonna have to resign justin jefferson eventually and you're gonna have to pay up or be able to afford him would be the pros what cons do you see with this, Paul? I think this is a cool format. I think it's an absolutely ludicrous thing to inject into a league that's already drafted. I think if you started a new league under the system where you had, like, if Justin Jefferson's locked in at $45, it's fine. But I don't, I just don't know how you would even figure out the math on it. It would, it would slant so heavily to the people with young teams that have cheaper contracts. I think it would just be too hard to do it mid swim like we are, but I think it's a cool idea. Cause yep. I actually think the thing I don't like about it in baseball and basketball leagues is when you hit, when you have an Otani or a Giannis, when if, for the people that had Giannis at $12 for like four years when he was an MVP, it just like, it ends the league basically. Cause it makes guys so good. But in football, those guys turn around so fast where a Todd, like it'd be cool to see how fucked a team is that has $63 into Todd Gurley last year and they're still paying it. So how we, cause our baseball league started as a, a basically a dynasty league. What we did was we said you could, what we did is we looked at ESPN's auction values for like, let's say we were going to do this in 2023. We looked at the auction values and let's say they say, you know, Justin Jefferson should be a $48 player. That's what you would get him at, and you could attach the years from there. So you'll, you know, four years, $48. Like, and it, so it ended up being if you had a good team, you actually got a good deal with it because ESPN's auction values are usually a lot. How do you describe it? They're, they're just not as big as what we'd pay in an open market. Like, if we actually had an auction doing this, yeah. and it was a dynasty league, especially Jefferson, go for like 72 bucks. Yeah. But ESPN has his average auction value of whatever, 48. So, the teams that were good kind of got a head start because they got their studs at a kind of a locked in decent price. And we kind of went from there. And so the transition actually worked out. Okay. Um, I think the rookie draft would stay the same. We would do, and this is where, like, I think the rookies you draft can be in your taxi squad. And when you call them up, like when you play them, they would get like a $1, like you get only get them for like a dollar for however three years, whatever it is. So they'd be a big advantage still too, but I don't know. We'd, We've done it in baseball and it's kind of worked, but it is definitely a big overhaul for sure. Now that we've yeah. already started, so P 
people can vote on that. If you want to just keep it where you just keep your team every year, obviously vote that. Or if you like the idea of having an auction and the contracts, uh, that that can be a, a potential change. Um, I don't know if we have any other huge, huge ones. How about this one? Uh, IR spots. Do you think suspended players should go on there? Or do you think it should only be people who are hurt? So that's one of the things. Uh, I have traditionally not had an opinion on this, but there's going to be a lot of suspended players this year. I, I don't, I still don't have a strong opinion. I get both sides of it. I think this is another tough one to do midway because people with Kamara Hopkins and Watson, it's going to be difficult for people to vote outside of their own biases, um, biases on this. Um, so I don't, I really don't have a strong opinion to me. If they can't play like one, that's what IR is for. So I'm all for it. As someone that's always about like make their, give the, if you're going to put in the effort to expand your roster as much as possible, like go for it. Got it. I just, the only thing, the hiccup and this might be like nitpick is like IR stands for injured reserve. Like, all right, you have a guy who messed up cause he gambled because he, yeah, but when you have he COVID, because he couldn't get a massage without having somebody like he's coming into massages with loincloths. Like, okay. okay sorry, so how, about we, roster spot. how about a nuanced system where this is a gambling supported league? Ridley can go on IR, but Deshaun Watson can't. <laughs> I think Kamara is probably legal because the guy said the racist shit. Like we support punching racist people. So we have a board and that uh, determines drugs. I think we were pro PEDs here. Um, no, anti PEDs. Okay, so he, he doesn't make it. Okay, all the baseball I, guys. That might be a decent idea. Have a have a board. Uh, yeah, you you create a suspension board. Three yep. or four owners. You submit your claim. If it passes, you can put him in. <laughs> Actually, would be amazing to hear the arguments. Um. <laughs> Looks like we have a couple more. Um, how about this? The tournament for the first pick. So right now, the six teams that don't make the playoffs play in a tournament. The winner of the tournament gets the first pick in the rookie draft. Second place in the tournament gets the second pick. We had somebody submit an idea that they want to get rid of that, that it's just no uh, – just go worst record gets first pick. How do you feel? So I – I think I support getting rid of it. I think the tournament's fun and I enjoy the novelty of it as it's the only league that I'm in that has it and that makes that fun. But I do totally get it. A huge part of Dynasty is when you're really leaning into a rebuild that you have full autonomy over your draft pick selection. And I know that that goes against kind of like anti-tanking and stuff. But like, for example, like it's really shitty that Peja hasn't gotten 1-1 the last two years. Uh, just because, well, I mean, he technically did last year, but it wasn't because he, it wasn't his pick that got it, right? And then yep. he picked Zach Wilson, so I don't know why I'm feeling bad for him. Although yep. Zach Wilson's stock is way the fuck up right now. Big, um, big Zach Wilson fan with this uh, mom story. Oh yeah. Um, but so I, th I think I think I support. I, I'll probably vote for getting rid of the tournament, but I think it's a fun novelty. So it's not something I would like be mad if it doesn't pass. The reason I think I'm still all right with it is because I feel like in dynasty football in a super flex league, I don't think one one is. I think one one through one three. Like this year is the counter. This year is so big. I don't, one, Bre I don't think Bruce Hall's that big of a smash over all the receivers. I mean, over there's not a quarterback, but I don't think over all the receivers he's an absolute smash. Oh, Early second round pick. Look at startups though. Startups he's going in the third round. Drake London goes like sixth. I mean, he definitely goes a little early. Yeah, he definitely does go earlier. But I mean, we'll see how it plays out. But yeah. when, we don't know yet, right? Like you look at last year, everybody was like. Superflex court. I mean, Chase, Harris, Pitts, and the, all the quarterbacks. You could have gone any order with those and and been fine. It's, um, a, it's a fair counter. Yeah, yeah. So I just don't think the one ones. Uh, I don't know. I, I like the tournament. I mean, I think it does prevent taking. 
obviously though people can tank to get into the like if you're gonna if you're if you're sitting at the nine spot right. do you want to try to be the eight seed or do you want to try to be the oh, favorite yeah. to get the one pick thick tried to actually tank last year and he got caught and he had to play his guys um so people have tried it and in our league you can't just bench everybody you gotta play your best lineup or trade guys so um all right so that's something to vote on and then last one right now we have a eight seed the people that make the playoffs are eight teams eight seeds there's a rule proposal where the one seed gets to pick their opponent in the first round. How do you feel about that one? I love this. I think one downside to 14 teams is, and this is going to sound super biased as a team that was in the top last year, is that they're really in the playoffs. Like you do so well during the regular season, it doesn't really matter. You still have to play three games. You don't get that bye week. So I, I really like this. I think it gives those top seeds a little bit more incentive and reward. So just the ones, so the one seed would pick any of the other seven who to play. I think the, the way you do it is, I think you draft. It's a draft. Oh, okay. So it's not just one, one two, three, seed. four, and then four, this is your proposal. Three. This is your proposal. So you're saying so the one seed, two seed, and three seed, one seed picks, picks, two seed picks, three seed picks. Um, gotcha. Be open to conversation about how far that lasts. Like, does it lock once we get the bracket? Does the I think then I think then it's got a lock. I feel like it's got a lock. Probably. I think then or you could just say the top seed picks every week. I don't think so because then upset who gets to. I think I think I think once you have the bracket, then you play it out. Because it still will be you put the one seed up yeah, top, in effect, seed up bottom. You put the probably, third yeah, it'll be very rare rare that it changes from seeds, but it's just a cool. Well, thing. Well, I mean, yeah, the the one the one two three and four stay locked in their spots, and it's just who they pick. Well, right. unless you say that the, it's rare, it's going to be rare that a one seed doesn't once he picks the two seed unless it's like a rivalry kind of yep. situation. Yeah. But yeah, I think it's fun. I also think like it's, it's a really fun thing to do Tuesday morning of the playoffs. Yep. Have a, yeah. Add some bullet to more material. Yeah. Um, break down. Yeah, exactly. So I think, let me see. Did that, are there any others I missed? One more. more. What the, one uh, future oh, pick yeah. entry fee, which this I think is a really interesting idea. Well, this one's mine. I think a lot of dynasty leagues I've heard just do this. And it's only, so the rule is if you trade a future first, so, um, if this upcoming year, or let's just go to last year. Like last year, I know Billy and Alec traded uh, their first this year for Keenan Allen. When that trade happens, Billy and Alec just have to pay their league dues for next year as well. So they would have to pay Peja their 50 bucks. It's taken care of for this year. Um, but the reason to do that, the reason behind it is just so if we ever lost any owners, it'd be easier to recruit teams. So let's say Billy and Alec decided to get out of the league now. Um, obviously their team's good, but if it wasn't, we're trying to find a replacement. We can say, Hey, you don't have your first round pick this year, but your league dues are paid. So you're good for this year. You'll have to start paying in 2024. So if, you know, if, I don't know, I just, I think in some dynasty leagues, I hope it wouldn't happen here, but if, if you think you might get out, you might say, well, screw it. I'm just going to try to win a bunch of money and you just keep trading, you know, like this upcoming year, Tyhurst trades his 2023 rookie first round pick 2024 rookie first and 2025 rookie first, uh, just to load up his team to try to win it. Then he says, Hey guys, I'm out. So this rule would make it where if he does that, he has to pay really $150 for his league dues the next three years. So it's not like you're paying, you're not paying extra. It's just kind of a insurance that you're staying in the league those three years too. Yeah. I think it's a really interesting idea. I think it's a brilliant idea in leagues where it's not as tight as this one. Yeah. Cause I think the community shame is far more powerful than $50. Right. Cause I think if he did that, all of you guys would just not talk to him anymore, or at least I would hope. Um, but I think it's a decent, I, I think the only, if I was going to 
I would probably vote no. And the only change I would make, I think it should be if you go beyond two years. So if he was going to trade his 2024, you got to pay yeah. your 2023 right now. Um, I guess I just, but yeah, the one thing I'd, yeah, you're right. I think our league's tight enough. It probably doesn't matter, but I also also see it as, I don't think it matters that you have to pay. Like you're going to pay it eventually. Everybody's paying $50. Yeah. It, I, I, yeah. The, like, the pounding sucks, but yeah. Page can speak on it, but Page is really good at it where I think that I think we'd be set. Page is super like spreadsheets, has everything taken care of it. Nice. Page can let us know if he's like, no, this would be a bitch. I was going to say, I think Page should get like a triple vote on Honestly. This. Yeah, yeah. If he says this would be a hassle to track, then it'd be an auto no. But honestly, I'm pretty confident. Page is really, uh, I, I did this offer knowing Page would be great at keeping track of it and we'd be set. So, all right. Um, yeah, just want to do kind of a quick, uh rules kind of explanation we'll vote on that next week i'll put the results out um and then from there we're hey from we're 21 days away from the draft starting so we're gonna have to run back we're gonna have to, our next podcast will probably be mock draft i would guess in a few weeks yeah should we close the podcast with i just got a trade in this league should we go through it well actually let's end with shoot i want to end with how about the tr- we're gonna end with that but let's talk about the trades that have happened since our last one quick there, there have been, some been two so one happened today. Miner traded Rashad Penny in a third for LaVisca Chenault. What are your quick reactions to that? Uh, I'm just seeing it. I've been, I'm drafting in another league, so I've been paying attention to that one. Um, I th- think Pops wins it. I think I like Rashad. I'm like a huge Chenault guy. I love Chenault in college, but like if guys that don't do anything the first two years are never good. So it's a bit of a risk for Miner. I mean, Penny. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm with you. I was a big Chenault guy. This is one of those. This is what makes Dynasty so interesting. Is last year, if this would, trade would have happened, it probably would have been vetoed for the Chenault side. I mean, oh, he had yeah. a next year, last year, he was going last in like, year in another league. You and me traded Chenault for OBJ straight up. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like that's falling. Penny, Penny was dead last year. Like Penny, like he yeah. he has no knees. Third string yeah. running back. I don't even yeah. know if he can play in the NFL anymore. So it shows how quickly a year can. I mean, this is why the NFL is so. Yeah, like we talked yeah. about, what makes Dynasty fun. Um, so that was one. The other one that happened was between Fick and I. It was basically uh, I got Kadarius Tony, he got Zeke. Uh, oh, was that's a, right. It was the I had uh, threw Jono in. He threw a fifth. We what was your out Zeke? What was your out that? Zeke that his value is that low? That's yeah, exactly, man. I, he was my. Fr- I took this is again. Franchise. We say how Literally two years ago <laughs> from right now, when we're about to start this draft all right we're starting the league from scratch zeke was my first round pick he went like i picked him like 10th overall how i did a miracle that your team's good because your second round pick was wentz wasn't it yeah i started the worst front, we should at some point future podcast oh, that's be the draft. there can't be worse than that no herbert saved me but anyways what's your take on the zeke tony um my biggest take was like holy shit that's really what zeke is worth i think i preferred it um, for fit because I think you get one good more year out yeah. of Zeke. And Tony, as you're about to find out, is so fucking frustrating because like you have to constantly have Twitter alerts up because oh, yeah. you never get good reports, but there's going to be a few games a year where he flashes. Like he has so much talent, but who the hell knows? My you thing, get more upside for sure, but I think he gets just a locked in decent running back right. this year. You're exactly right. This is again what makes this trade just really interesting is Zeke. Like when you look at trade charts, I think Zeke's at like a thirty right now for like his value, whatever that means. He's yeah. got a thirty dollars. You know his value staying there or probably going down. Like it's not, it's not spiking. Really 
Yeah, yeah. every year it's going to gradually go down. Maybe maybe he balls out this year and it gets up to like another 35, 40, but it's never getting up to like 70, 75 because he's a 28-year-old running back is what he is. Tony, on the other hand, is a guy who right now has the same value as Zeke, but going into next year, he could be LaVisca Chenault where he's down around 10, or yeah. it could be up around like Deontay Johnson where he's like a 58. And those are yeah. perfect. Perfect comps for him. He's not. He's not going to stay at twenty-seven, probably. So that's what makes this trade just yeah. interesting. Is Fix got the safe play where he knows what he's getting, and I either crush him if he becomes a one of these elite receivers, or it's a waste where I just got a guy who I can barely play if he becomes Levisational. Yeah. I do like how you got Janu Smith because you got him for basically. No, nothing. I traded him. I traded him. I oh. don't have anything to do with him. He's a fullback. Yeah, but he's getting paid so much money. He could be. I like him as a buy low. I year. know. I just really wanted Tony. I've heard a lot of hype with him. So when Fick, it started as just Tony for Zeke and Fick countered with that. And I was like, I don't, I, I'll take an extra rookie. You can have Janu. All right. That boy Fick. Fick wins that one. All right. What's your deal that you got offered? All right. Pops just offered me and I like, he offered me something and I declined it while we we're on the podcast and he countered back. He's still so far off. He wants CeeDee Lamb and Jalen Hurts for Kyler Murray and Elijah Mitchell. Kill it. Hang on now. Hang on now. Should I counter for like four first? No, hang on now. So far off's a little aggressive because a little anyway. aggressive. It's a decline. It's a decline. You overvalue us. Like when you when you we can talk about the pet guys. The fact that you think the fact that you think you deserve more giving up a 38-year-old quarterback for the for the a 21-year-old tight end who's gonna be I mean, okay. what trade are you talking about? Sorry, I I'm talking about how you overvalue your guys because that Rogers for Pitts deal, you should add more to a Rogers for Pitts deal. Hundred percent. Rogers is done. Things come. You knock on my door with an offer. It's what do you want? No, to it's do? fine. I don't mind you accepting. <laughs> but when I was talking with you, I was like, you got to add something to Rogers for Pitts. You said he has to add something. That's wild to me. If you look at startup super flex startups right now, Pitts is going top ten. Pitts is yeah, going top ten. Done anything yet? And it, I, I think what I said is that quarterbacks are worth a lot more in fourteen team leagues. They are worth a bit more, but it's not a difference of Pitts top ten and Rogers going around thirty in startups. Anyway, I threw Hawkinson for him. He still hasn't responded though. Anyway, um, this deal with Ty Hurst, CD's way better than Elijah. There's an unbelievable gap there. Elijah does have hype this year, but it's not CD's. CD's going 12th overall in redraft. Yeah. Okay, big gap. But there can be an argument that Kyle, like right now, Kyler and Hurts. Yeah, Hurts is better than Kyler. Uh, fantasy wise, yes, but the you know the Eagles this year are going into it being like it's a it's a. We're, if if Hertz doesn't lead him anywhere, they're gonna move on. Well, and he Hertz could be a backup. Playoffs. And how'd that go? He got he led them. Kyler Murray well, didn't lead his team at all. Uh, team. I'm just saying there could be a, a next year right now, like I think and you're right, Kyler has some question marks too, especially he, he's been kind of wild. So it, it's not close, but Hertz is more on a like the Eagles won last year, halfway through the year, we're like, we can't throw the ball with you anymore. We're only going to run. I mean, they, they went to, from like a huge pass rate to like not passing at all because they did not trust Hurts. Or um, they knew that he, they were just better running the ball. Maybe. But you, they're going into this year being like, it's a prove it year. That's a fact. And they have three oh, first rounders next oh, year. Yeah, they just traded for A.J. Brown to help it. It's to say it's a prove it year. They have three first. Everybody's talking like, hey, I think, I think they've said like, if it doesn't work out this year, we have the ammunition to go get a quarterback next year. They're they're fine. Jalen Hurts the guy. Deal. In your mind, he is, and that's fine. But I don't think that trade. Well, I, that trade more years a cheap contract. He's at least going to be there for two years. But they might have to move on from a guy you're paying two million, like to trade for Kirk Cousins, who's make forty. Because he can't throw the ball. Like, he has the worst downfield accuracy in the league. Like he's basically yeah. a tight end playing quarterback. Like okay. he's like 
He's like he's not Tim Tebow. Calm down. He is. He's a he's a little better Tim Tebow. That's he's a great so much cop. better than Tim Tebow. Oh my god, yes, it's a great cop. And Tebow led his yeah, team to the playoffs. This is great. Oh you god. said Tebow led his team to the playoffs. Tebow led his team to a win. You didn't watch the Eagles last year, all dude. Jalen Hurts can throw. He's fine. Wow, this he's is a better. Tebow might be better than Hurts if oh we're going god. off. Well, your big thing was that he led him to the playoffs. There we go. Tebow made it farther in the playoffs than Hurts ever threw has. Like four times in games. <laughs> And that's what the Eagles had to start doing. Tebow with Hurts four thousand yards last year. I'm just hey, the NFL's changed. Tebow probably do the same thing if uh, if if, oh, you, if the rules were the same. No. Um, but hey, all right. So it's a decline, but it's not. See, that's four firsts. Like he'd probably have to add a first, but it, it's it's. I don't know what he would have to add. At that's least fine. You love CD Lamb, and that's fair. But you have to admit, CD Lamb hasn't done anything yet either. Like he's been a huge bust so far. Amari in a twenty twenty three first maybe gets it done. Say it right now. CD's been a bust so far. Like he's been bad so far. I wouldn't say bad. He was hype for what is for what he for what his like where he goes in drafts where he goes in startups. He's, he's over. He's overrated. But I mean, he was so far thirteen last year. That's not bad. He just doesn't have any spite. He's just very like six catches, seventy yards. I mean, yeah. And he stayed healthy. Which be, yeah, he's definitely overrated, but. That doesn't mean he's bad. Fine. I think this year he'll be good because the person who's great is Elijah Mitchell, who like you can't trust 49 running backs at all. Wait, I thought you said it was Elijah Moore. Mitchell. That's a terrible deal. I've been talking about Elijah Moore the whole time, the Jets receiver. Oh, yeah. Okay. So oh, now no. you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the first yeah. time it was James Conner, and I that was a quick My bad. My bad. Mitchell, yeah, Mitchell's fine. But I wouldn't I would never deal a receiver for running back. I thought it was Elijah Moore and Kyler. I would need like legitimately like Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson to take that trade. I think the quarterback improvement would have to be like that. You're again, you're overrating CD though, but yeah, mm. just CD hasn't done much. I mean, he he has the. He has, I think you're you're you don't like. I'll start Jalen Hurts over Rodgers most of this year. Yeah, Hurts is a great fantasy guy. I, I said that from the start. I just think his his job might be online if he doesn't throw better. Economics, man. Look at the contract. All right. Hey, good chatting with you. Yep. All right, people, two things you have to do. Vote on the league form. Number two, get your rosters. Make sure they're legal. We are 21. When you're listening to this, we are 20 days away. Start doing your uh, rookie research. Look at what picks you have. Look at mock drafts. Um, there's a lot. Of, I mean, there's a, it's, it's oh, a lot mind. of them. Don't listen to Taylor. Don't do research. Trust your gut. Unlike Taylor, watch games. Don't just think that Jalen Hurts the tight end. You'll do great. Find trust out. your gut. Never trust forums. Overvalue your players like Paul does, I guess. Yeah. Just can't be Homegrown talent over everything. All right. All right. Take it easy. Later. Bye.